Hey, it's Amy with intuitivecoachingwithamy.com, and this is an Ask Amy uh, that I really didn't want to do. <laughs> um, I finished the podcast on what does it mean to work on your vibration, and I stepped away, and my spirit guides were like, well, you know, you need to do an Ask Amy, and, uh, and Ask Amy's are where I'm not channeling information, I'm not teaching, I'm just being another metaphysical human to other metaphysical humans. And um, uh, my spirit guides were like, well, you need to do an Ask Amy where you talk about how you've worked on your vibration or how, how I work on my vibration was the message. And so I, I, I really, I really struggled because I was like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but all right, so here's how. Let's let's just use this year <laughs> how I've worked on my vibration. Um, well, the first thing I had to do is get really fucking honest with myself about the fact that I do really extraordinary things. You know, I write books. I, I run a business, a multi-passionate business, and. Um, I had to get really honest with myself about how I wanted to move forward. And um, I, I, I was tired of living by the skin of my teeth, right? And, you know, I'm self-financing and um, I make all these things and I have to hire all these people and I have to, you know, when I'm working on a book, I have to hire people. And um, while, you know, on the surface, um, people are like, wow, you know, uh, I had to come to terms with the fact that when I go home at night, it's not fucking wow. It's like, okay, how's the rent going to get paid? And, um, and um, <laughs> am I going to get to eat the way I want <laughs> tomorrow? And, you know, and so um, I had to really come to terms with that. And so this year, the way I had to work on that vibration was I had to really learn how to be in the energy of stability. And um, always being able to earn, and I do earn consistently, but um, I had these big, I'd have a high and a low and a high and a low and a high and a low. And I had to really learn how to hold the frequency of consistent, reliable income. And so, um, again, I've always earned since I started my business. There's not a month that goes by that there, I don't hit my energetic minimum or more. But I also had to come to terms with the fact that my energetic minimum was too fucking low to live in California. And, um, and so um, I was creating a lot of difficulty in my life, a lot of stress when the low month showed up, right? And the high month would show up and I'd pay some things off and then the low month would show up and I'm like, holy fuck. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a diligent person. I'm a sincere person. So I was able to always make things work and, you know, you know, but I was tired of that, like having that conversation 
whether it be with a landlord or, um, you know, some, a bill and having to move the date. And so, um, while I always made it work, uh, and found my way, I was tired of having to maneuver so much because it was just so much stress. Oh, is it going to work? Is it going to work? Is it going to work? And, and so, um, you know, I had to really say, okay, what do I want my return on all these big things I do to look like? And um, that involved me. I had to take a gig. And fortunately, I found something that worked really well with my life and made me still feel very much um, self-employed. And I had an abundance of time freedom. But it was also a thing that I had to work. If I didn't work it, it didn't, it didn't produce. And it, and and so on one hand, I I love that I was able to find something that mimicked being in business for myself. But even that, I had to recognize all of this was an internal thing. All of this goes well when I feel grounded and peaceful and focused and determined. And when I'm in the place of, oh my God, is it going to work? What's going to happen? This could happen. You know, catastrophic thinking. Um, Shit doesn't work. And I had to come to terms with that. that I had to cut that worry out. I had to cut um, whining to my mom out. If I'm being, you know, like super honest, I'd call her and be like, oh my God, mom, I don't know how it's going to work this month. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I don't have a, my mom's not a metaphysical (laughs) person. So she would just, um, you know, make it worse. <laughs> and then I would believe it because I, you know, I felt vulnerable and she's my mom and obviously she must know more than me. Right. So I had to deal with that inner child stuff. Um, and, and I say that lightly, but that was a, a lot of work really. Um, I know my mom doesn't listen to the show, but she does not listen to the show. So um, I had to stop, I had to stop turning her into God and I had to really trust God, real God and the God within me. And, um, and while I was doing a lot of, you know, the work we tell you to do in this space and reading my affirmations and, um, listening to things and the meditations, I had to actually take all that shit and put it into real time practice. And so a part of me working on my vibration this year, I think definitely moving back to Los Angeles was a good move for me. Even though I have, I still have all of my, my judgments of Los Angeles. (laughs) And um, no, I don't have them as, as much as when I got here. When I got here, I was a fucking snot about LA, even though I wanted to be here. Um, and I had made up the story that LA would only work under these circumstances. And of course, spirit showed me that, you know, that was a lie and I had to deal with that. Um, I was very angsty about living, uh, in the area I grew up in. And of course, spirit like made me live in those areas until I got over that. Um, 
even though I write about this area, like my, my whole novel series is set in, uh, in, in the San Gabriel Valley here in Los Angeles, specifically with the center being Pasadena and its surrounding area areas. I had a lot of like, Oh, I can't live in my hometown. I'm not, I'm, I'm above that. You know, I had to give up a lot of that shit and get really, really humble. So, um, so while I had the intellectual knowing of the vibration I wanted to be in, I didn't have it in my soul. And uh, as a result of that, I had to, I had to get kicked in the face a lot <laughs> of my life until I was willing to say, let's figure this out. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I always thought that I was like really good with dealing with my, my finances. I had to really have a relationship with them and stay, you know, I always knew things, but there was this way where I would let myself, you know, I've been using this phrase quite a bit because it's so accurate. I would let myself off the hook. Right. So, um, it really came down to no, there's no excuse for it not working. So figure out a way to make it work. And I had to be really firm with myself. And um, I'm so grateful that I did because that was the only way I learned a new, this new vibration I wanted to be in this vibration of stability. And it really came down to holding myself accountable Um you know, I, I, I hold the vibration of windfalls that is in my vibration. Um, it's, it's very familiar to me, but I ha also had to deal with, okay, what happens in between the windfalls? You're still accountable for that. And, and so while well, we can talk about windfalls and think, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it is really amazing until all the money's gone. And, and, you know, I'm a really good spender. You know, I, I'm not, um, I'm not unnecessarily excessive. And so, um, I just had to learn a new relationship with it. And so, um, so, I, and I had to get comfortable with that and that's all vibration. Um, and then one of the things I had to accept is just because I've read a book doesn't mean I know it yet. And so I spent a lot of time because, you know, I was in my car. I live in Los Angeles now. I had to re-listen to things over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, um, and every month I had to tell myself, like, oh, you haven't learned it yet. Listen to it again. And so the two biggest books I listened to a lot were... You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Um, and then um, Amanda's book, Rich as Fuck. Now, with Amanda's book, Amanda, Amanda lives big, right? And it can be so seducive and so um, attractive to imagine that reality. And, and I love her for, for putting it out there like that. Um, but also what she doesn't talk about enough is the path into that. It 
it doesn't just, now you're a multimillionaire. No, there's a journey and you have to walk that journey out. And she grazes over it a bit. And, um, but you know, what I loved about Jen Sincero's book is she talks about, uh, how flimsy her financial life was and the beliefs that supported that. And so I really appreciated the juxtaposition. Both women are multimillionaires. Um, and one really talks about the grimy part of it and, and how you have to, how you have to let go of, um, let go of a lot of, of, of energy to get there, you know? And so let's see. So what did I have to let go of? Um, I, I definitely was holding this belief that because I did these really big things, well, then they, they have to, well, it's, it's going to pay off any day now. I had to really give up the any day now and really focus on my present moment. Um, and uh, while I love my big visions and it, and I'm a brilliant visualizer and I can see my future to the to the T, um, I had to bring that ability to visualize uh, in a long range way into my immediate. And so I think that was like, the greatest way I changed my vibration is that I had to start looking at my day to day and I had to also deal with the fear of dealing with my day to day. Um, and, um, and start seeing myself as capable and, uh, stop, you know, in a lot of ways, stop being such a weirdo. You know, I, I remember I was dating a man uh, in 2018 and I broke up with him or we broke up. And one of the things I said to my, my friend was like, Oh, he wants to live a regular life and I'm not regular. And it's true. But the bullshit in that statement is that you got to exist in this world. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so you can do all these really extraordinary things, but if you, you know, you can't keep a roof over your head, then it's not all that extraordinary and, and I'll, I'll be real with that. Um, so, um, and then I had to realize that I love the work that I do and I love my, my ability to work so consistently and to be so prolific and productive, but it is such an interruption when I'm worried about my day-to-day -day responsibilities. And so um, I had to tell myself, you can't make anything else until you figure this out. And that was the big, you know, aha for me was that, yeah, no, you're, you're not creating environments that, that are even remotely conducive to you at your best. And so uh, I, had, I had to really return to basics on that. And I, and my thought was like, Oh, if I have this big thing happen, then the basics will take care of themselves. And that's true. But if you don't even know how to navigate the basics, you don't have a platform for something really big to manifest. And so you're really, what I had to realize was, Oh my God, I've really been on the sidelines of my life thinking I'm in the game. 
right? I'm showing up to practice. I'm in the uniform. I go, I study the books. I do everything. I, you know, um, I run all the drills, but I'm not actually playing the game. And so I had to, I had to, had to really get in the game in a lot of ways and, um, and deal with the parts that, that were, that were janky. You know, there, there was a lot of good and a lot of things I did really well and, and behaviors I had, I had formed that were awesome. Um, but I also had a, a way of, oh, it didn't work. And I looked around expecting uh, someone to rescue me, if I'm being really honest. Um, and, um, and it wasn't a total rescue, like, you know, it wasn't like I was in shambles or anything. No, I, I, I had a lot of pieces together, but the ones that weren't were fucking up my game. And I had to acknowledge that I had to look at it. I had to be hard with it. And I had to really clean out that that part of me, that wounded part of me, that allowed that to occur. And um, so, so what did I look at? I looked at um, um, I had to deal with all the stuff with my mom and how I I gave up so much of my power in uh, that interaction out of my own fear. Right. Um, and how I also was expecting God to do more uh, than I was ex essentially expecting God to do my part uh, because I took so much action and I do take so much action. I just thought, well, God, you, I just took all this action. <laughs> you take over. And um, that's not how it works. Um, uh, God takes over not by my command, but uh, by the energy I'm holding. And, and God actually never takes over. My spirit guides are saying, you know, in this moment, that God never takes over you're always in the driver's seat of your life. And so I, that's really what it is. I had to get in the driver's seat of my life. And so a part of that was I had to stop bullshitting. I had to really clean up my, my, the, what I was surrounding myself with. And um, there was a perspective that, well, I'm not like them, so I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what an asshole i can be and so then i had to realize like no you are it's just yours is showing up in a different way and you have to deal with that part of yourself so so work i did on my vibration this year well i told you i had to get a gig and I, the gig was more so is that i i had forgotten what the vibration of prospering felt like and so the gig gave me a, enough of a boost in income uh, that allowed me to feel the feelings of earning that amount of money. And I could take that feeling and move it into my business. That's exactly what happened. So, um, so I used the gig to increase my, my earnings. And in the process of that gig, I had to deal with all the bullshit around like, 
I have to do this. Yeah, girl, you have to do this. <laughs> you have to do it. And uh, especially if you want to really qualify for an apartment. Because what I had been doing up to then was I'm a manifester. Okay, so this is, I will say that this is probably, in my opinion, the downside of manifesting. And when you're a really good manifester, I can manifest things. I just maybe wouldn't manifest all the things you need <laughs> to go with it. So, you know, I can man so I manifest an apartment in Oakland during the pandemic. And um, there was very little discussion about the logistics side. And um, there was a part of me was like, well, good, because then they don't have to really, you know, we don't have to dig deep into my financials. But then the downside of not having that discussion was there was a lot of funky shit on the other side of the deal. And I had to deal with that. And that slowed me down. Um, so, um, you know, so then, you know, getting the gig was to really um, lay a stronger financial foundation for myself. And um, while my primary source of income remains my business, just that additional source uh, it created an energy of stability, um, and it made me look better on paper, on financial paper. And I had to come to terms with that was that like, yeah, this is the reality we're living in. And, and if you want a good apartment with good leasing terms, real leasing terms and, um, a good landlord, I'm going to have to participate <laughs> and have good financials to go with it. And again, it's not that I was irresponsible. You know, I, I you know, I, I, I did everything I needed to do when money was present, but I wasn't taking responsibility for the fact that it's my job to make sure that money is always present. And so, um, so I did, so here it was, I had done all this work on myself around money and uh really it came down to um dealing with just the basics and i think that the, the the excuse i had to stop telling myself was oh well i'm self-employed well i'm self-employed and we have inconsistent income and that's just the reality um no <laughs> no that's not the reality that's the reality i made up in my mind and I bought into, but the reality is that there are tons of self-employed people that make it work every single month without fail. And I have to be one of them. And, um, and again, it wasn't, I wasn't ultimately, didn't ultimately make it work. It was just that dates would come and go. And I, I, I while I feel terrible about it and depressed and down, and it was a Big, and you know, call my mom, and, and, and I had to cut all that shit out, and I had to say like, no, you don't get the luxury of going into woe is me. You don't get the luxury of being down and oh, what does this mean about me? It means jack shit, nothing other than girl, you need to make sure that gets paid consistently every month without fail, or you're gonna have to have one of those conversations you don't want to have where you're like please just give me a little more time. And then they would, because I am a good hearted human and they believed me and I believed me. And through all of that, it would come together, but it was a constant 
oh, give me more time. Then, you know, then something would come in and I was just, I was living off the windfall, right? Just give me through the next windfall. And then, so I had to learn to um, create more consistency in between my windfalls. Um, and um, I had to work at a real desk, <laughs> you know, and I had to start believing that I can have a real, real office in my space and uh, not, uh, not be, you know, this kind of idea of like, you can work anywhere. I was taking that too far and it was wearing on my physical body and I had to deal with that. Um, I had to cut out. I had to cut out all the addicts. I had a lot of addicts in my world that um, played with my codependency. And I, I engaged it 100%. I had to kick codependency completely out of my life. Um, you know, I can confidently say that codependency doesn't show up for me anymore. I had to really deal with anxiety. I, you know, I was, I was managing it, but then I had to say, oh, I don't want to feel anxious. And I can, you know, where it was like a daily, like, oh, I feel anxious about this. No, I don't. Um, and a part of that was just taking full and complete responsibility for my life and dealing with all the things that were creating stress for me. Um, uh, what else did I do? So I had to change a lot of beliefs. I had to change uh, the belief that um, just because I'm doing these extraordinary things that then I should get a pass on things. Um, no, you still have to live a regular life. So I had to, so here it was, I was boasting about I'm not regular. And now I'm like, thank you, God, I'm regular because I can still do really extraordinary things and I can do more extraordinary things when my foundation is in order. And, um, and so, um, I, I had to change the way I think, um, I, I had to really, Oh, I don't get in anybody's business anymore because I had to come to terms with that. Like it's a full-time job running the Amy Yancey show. So I had to deal with that and, and, you know, um, I don't even entertain it. It doesn't, mm -mm. I don't think about, you know, what, what everybody else is up to. No, I can't. Um, I also had to give up, oh, what must people think? I realized I had a lot of desires that were based on, I don't want people to see me in this way. So I, if I do this thing, then they won't see me this way. And that whole game doesn't work. It's puppet mastering. And, and then I'm chasing a desire for months and months and months. It's not going to come into fruition because it's not coming from my heart. It's coming from this very low vibrational insecure place. And I had to deal with that. Um, uh, what else did I have to deal with? Um, I had I no more shortcuts no more shortcuts. I cut out all the little ways. I'm like, oh, I'll maneuver that. I'll manifest that. Yeah, I'm a fucking great manifester. I can focus. I can bring something into form like nobody's business. But off, I can also do that in a way in which brings a lot of bullshit with it that I was tired of dealing with.
Um, I had to get really firm on my nose, both my no to myself and my nose to the rest of the world. Um, I had to accept when something isn't working and let, let it go. Um, I also had to accept that sometimes things aren't working because of the mindset I'm holding. And um, I had to do more of what I'm good at as opposed to what I thought I needed to do. Um, I had to um, stop thinking that everything means something about me. Uh, so um, that, was, that was huge, taking everything so personally. I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, anything, anything. So-and-so wrote me that email in that way. So that must mean this about me. No, it means absolutely fucking nothing about me, right? Like, um, yeah. Uh, um, I didn't let, I had to learn to not let lower negative feelings stick around for a while if I was feeling um nervous or insecure or shame or guilt or worry or fear or doubt, I, I kind of let them like hang out a little bit. Like even though I, was, I do my releasing work very regularly, I, I would kind of just graze the surface on those hot bucket button issues. And then I had to say to myself, no, you keep clearing that out until it's gone. You need to come up with a, you need to rearrange the whole belief system and the thought system until you feel differently about that situation. And that is your job. And I did not let myself off the hook. I did not just think it needed to sit around in my mind for weeks and weeks and weeks. I had to cut that all out right away. And it, sometimes it takes time. You know, I had an experience with a client who had been a client for years. And I was reading the energy accurately and, and I know her, I know that she can get really prickly and, and if she's not, if it's not aligning with what she believes, uh, even though that's what she pays me to do is to help her <laughs> deal with the blind spots. Um, you know, if she's on a, a trajectory and she's in, um, the clouds about it, which I understand I get in the clouds about a lot of shit, um, and it didn't match that narrative, even though it was fact and true, you know, as I was reading the energy, uh, she, she, she fires, like she like pulls out the energetic machete and cuts me a new one. And I kept thinking like, well, she's a great client and she's, she's in my higher end thing. So I just have to deal with it. I mean, it had been years since 2016, I've been dealing with this. And finally I was the last time it happened, I was like, no, no more. I'm done. And I, I, she was in uh, a service and I had to energetically turn her off. I was like, well, um, and I held firm in that call. I had to say like, no, I, I know that this is accurate. And I understand that you don't want to accept it. And uh, that's okay. And when you're ready, you can. Uh, but no, I'm not going to let you beat me up. And um, 
and this gift that you pay me for that you have valued for all these years and continue to value you're suddenly because it doesn't serve the narrative you want to play out you suddenly are going to tell me that I'm not good at my job that there must be something wrong with me and I would take that year after year after year after year and finally I was like no no you don't have to come back you don't have to ever pay me again but I don't have to subject myself to that degree of abuse and right behind that I developed a relationship with a client who essentially replaced her energetically and it was fucking rad right it's so easy it's such a, a gorgeous exchange of of energy and consciousness and expansion and growth and it's not this fight 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 even when she's struggling through resistance you know it, it you know i got to be the the coach i always saw myself as but i've been enduring you know a lot of energetic bullies a lot of them and uh because they were paying me right and so it, it's so funny, once I started to let those people go, my income increased, like literally doubled my income um, in a very short amount of time. And, um, and I had to let go of the last of, oh, I'm in this metaphysical business and um, it's not mainstream, you know, it's not, not like I'm selling gas to people which is a commodity and selling consciousness and rearranging your mind so that you can be more of who you want to be you know that's hard i had to give up that whole story <laughs> i really was still holding on to it um and uh then my life started to change but a lot of this just came from just stop no, no nonsense. Stop bullshitting myself. Loving myself enough, like truly loving myself enough to say like, this doesn't make me feel good. And I came to this whole law of attraction, metaphysical manifesting thing from Abraham Hicks, who said the whole purpose is to feel good. And so I had to clean up everything that didn't feel good, even if it seemed like who will I be without it? I e my mother. Like I had to deal with that. And then what replaced my mom? Um, my mom and I are cool today, but it changes from day to day. Uh, and it usually means I've done something nice for her, but I now don't do things nice for her trying to get love. I just do it because I'm like, oh, I want to. Right. And so my aunt replaced her. And so my aunt is a whiz with finance so not so it was such a blessing because i can now if i'm struggling with something financially well my aunt has you know she's a corporate worker she works her jobs she stays on them and she builds a financial reality for herself based on that she owns her home she owns it outright now um she great credit um an abundance of savings and she's not you know like an exceptionally high earner she's just really aware financially and so i was so grateful to have that energy in my life so i could tap into that stability right you know and and, and you know these extraordinary i'd have these, these extraordinary months and then i'd have these like what how are you getting by on that right and so my with my aunt 
um, I was able to tap into the energy of stability and the feeling because so much of it for me is once I can tap into a feeling and because I am psychic and I am a feeling psychic, once I know what that feels like, then I, my mind will start firing with ways to actually make that feeling a reality and to live out of that feeling. And I'm more aware of like when I dip out of it and then I can trace it back. Like how did, like, why am I not feeling stable? Oh, I was holding that thought and I was doing that thing and I wasn't showing up in that way. So, okay, let's just clean that up. And so, um, yeah, it's, yeah, now I, I can say I really am living a life I love uh, now that I have locked into and I will continue to expand what it means to feel stable. And so some of the ways that I did that, um, oh, how did I do that? Like I said, I listened to a lot of things over and over and over and over again. And then I had to take that and say, how does this apply to my life? Um, I had to stop accepting a lot of bullshit that was making me feel bad. Um, because in that feeling bad, I thought that meant something about me. And so now I don't have that. I'm like, no, I'm a good human and doing my, doing my thing. Right. And yeah, if something doesn't go exactly as I plan, it doesn't mean that it won't. It just means that maybe the way I've been looking at it has been narrowing, uh, the pathway for spirit to come in and help me. And so, and that was a part of getting the gig was it just opened the pathway for me and it couldn't just be any gig. I had to get a gig that mimicked the way I already worked. You know, I wasn't going to give up my time freedom to, to earn. <laughs> I'm not, you know, cause then I'd be going against my truth. Right. And so, um, I had to find something that really matched and, and I did, and I did it with all my heart and sincerity and, it worked and 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 um now all those fears of like oh my god what's gonna happen today that's all gone and that alone <laughs> that alone has been so healing like just that like oh man you know you read a lot about stress and I'm, I'm a type a and so from a very young age i've been hearing you know you need to manage your stress and so i go and read the stress management stuff and usually the first the first paragraph or the first point is get rid of the stuff that's causing you stress. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what's, I don't know what's causing me stress. This is my life. And then I actually had to step back and say like, oh, that's causing me stress. That's causing me stress. That's causing me stress. And that's all shit. I've just accepted that that's the way it is. And so is it possible to see those situations differently? And, and you have to, in my opinion, I had to like tiptoe, like, is it possible to have a different approach to this? Like I had to ease myself into it. I couldn't just be like, well, I'm supposed to create a life I love and let's, uh, everything's supposed to be lovely. No, I, I had to like, is it possible that things can be lovely? Is it possible that this could feel really good? Well, what would it look like if it did? And I had to really experiment with myself and in my mind um, as to how to do that. And so um, I also had to engage my big visions from a different vantage point. I engaged them 
a lot more realistically uh, in my spiritual work, right? It wasn't like, oh, one day I will have this. It was more like, okay, what does that actually look like? And then the next step was I had to consciously pull that feeling into my day to day. So I had to say to myself, like, okay, I have that vision for my life. I have, I see myself going in that way. Is today, today, right now, a match to that, right? What would she do, right? What, what, and, and I used to struggle with that and get very confused, quote unquote, because I'd be like, well, she wouldn't be dealing with these things I have to deal with. And I'm like, maybe not, but she'd still deal with them. Like, you know, yeah, she'd still be dealing with her life. And so, um, so I had to be <laughs> more honest with myself about that. Uh, other things that I had to do. I had to fucking listen to people who, um, I, I had to listen. Um, I, I've shared, I had a digestive issue as I was moving from Oakland to Los Angeles that appeared like at the worst possible time at the end of last year. And I still haven't traced back what triggered it. I think it might've been like just the move and, 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 you know, cause I was eating well, but my thought was, was like, well, I'm a metaphysical person. I'm going to do uh, my affirmation, everything I tell people not to do, I was doing it. I'm going to do my spiritual work and I'm going to eat better. And I was like drinking like a gazillion green juices and eating tons of fruits and vegetables. And I still had this fucking digestive issue. And so, um, then I got wise and I was like, okay, we'll call the doctor. And, um, and I winded up in my, the health plan I had last year, I, I talked to three different doctors and, um, the last two told me exactly what to do, right? But I could not hear them. I could not hear them. And then I get to LA and I've really been suffering at that this point. And I'm, you know, at that time I was staying with my mother. And so I was like, fuck it. I can't have all of this digestive shit, staying with my mother, new environment. Like I got to get this, you know, and I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, told me the exact same thing <laughs> that, the, that the other two doctors had told me it, with better instructions. But I also think that I could hear him and it wasn't even like, like a big deal. Like, like it was, it was a very big deal and it did create a problem for me um, as a result down the line. But really the doctor was like, it was an over the counter medicine and I just had to take it 10 days consistently. And because, you know, I'm so, uh, I'm metaphysical. And I don't take medication unless I have to. It's all a bunch of fucking bullshit. Because I will take, you know, if I, you know, if there's something going on, like an infection and stuff, I'll take the antibiotics, no problem. Like, no. But this, I was like, oh, really? And I realized that some of that was my mother's story around her health that was keeping me from hearing what I needed to hear. And there were some fears about what does it mean if I have all these illnesses in my family? And so then... You know, I and I had to come to terms with it doesn't mean anything other than what am I going through today? Let's fucking deal with that. And so I had to be really honest with myself and I had to accept that like 
be a regular fucking person and take this over-the-counter medicine for 10 fucking days. And I kid you not, it took me a month to actually get through 10 straight days. And then I started to get better. And then it went away pretty rapidly thereafter. And it was just all the stories I was telling myself. And a lot of it was rooted in fear. And I was kind to myself about that. Like, you know, I had a lot of, there's a lot of illness in my family. And so, um, you know, while it was major, but it became major, it was a minor issue that became major. And um, I had to deal with that. You know, that that I wasn't hearing for some reason. And it was the stories, it was the fear, oh my God, I'm gonna wind up like 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 my mom. And I had to deal with that. I had to say, like, no, you don't you, you get to live your life, but you also get to get health care, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um spirit works through all of these things that are on this earth blade. Um and and so I had to deal with that. Uh, and, um, yeah. And then that, because I had suffered so long, it created another illness that I had to heal from. And that was like, you know, that was the first time I had lab work come back and it was funky and I had to deal with that. I'm like, what does this mean about me? And I wanted to go into the, like this tailspin because, you know, I'm a psychic. And so I felt in my body immediately when something was when it was off right like I was like oh I know something is and even when I went into the doctor's office and said I was explaining to to I went to urgent care and I was explaining like this is off they were trying to tell me like no it's all in your head and I'm like I get it you probably have seen people who are going through this who are in worst case but I actually am pretty sensitive and I know that this is a big deal and it could get worse and so that was the alarm that went off in me and then so I had to even fight for care there. But, the, you know, at that point, because of the other thing I had gone through, I was like, fuck it, Amy, be firm on this. And so they did test me and that it was, in fact, what I thought it was. And um, and then I had to be on a supplement to get better on that. And I did it. I didn't fuck around anymore. I didn't tell myself any stories. I was like, this doesn't mean anything about me other than the fact that I'm not dealing with it. And I'm not dealing with it out of fear. And just because there are family stories doesn't mean it has to be my story. But the way it's not my story for me in this moment is that I have to actually deal with it, accept it, so that I can transcend it. And um, so that that was pretty big for me to give up all the fear around it all and just deal with things head on. And I'm so grateful that I took that approach because it helped me that deal with things head on and letting go of the story that goes with it or the letting go of the reason why I'm not dealing with it head on. That's what shifted everything for me financially and in my business. Um, and even made my gig work in my favor instead of working against me. Um, was because I was like, deal with the right now, you know, <laughs> and let go of, oh, this must mean something about me. It doesn't mean jack shit anything other than, girl, if you don't deal with this, it's going to get a lot worse. And so I think, I think that 
that has been how I've shifted my vibration. And I had to put my well-being in the center of my life. And not that I didn't want to do that or didn't think that, or it, I had to really come to terms with all the areas where I wasn't. And even though it was only a handful of areas, they were, they were significant. I'm like, oh, but I'm doing all of this right. And I hear, you know, I hear this in session with clients all the time. They're like, but Amy, I'm doing all this right. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're right. Yes, good job. But we got to deal with these things. And so I had to have that heart to heart with myself. And I'm so grateful that I did. Uh, I have my power back. Um, And it's not, it's, you know, the physical health thing, I realized like, this is just my body, but what's my insides? Uh, is what matters because that is what creates these results. Very much what Louise Hay says, you know. And um, so I really had to deal with that. And um, yeah, so so that is how I've worked in my vibration this year. Uh, I had to I had to give up a lot of old ways of being, and um. I had to believe I was capable and um, I had to remind myself of who I am. I had to use my power to manifest in much more uh, sustainable ways. And um, because I'm a brilliant fucking manifester, I get the mechanics of manifesting like nobody's business. But if I'm holding some janky beliefs, I just manifest the result of those janky beliefs. So I had to really clean up that belief system. Um, and um, I did everything. And I continue to do everything. And I continue to work at it. And it's not you know, it's not, everything's not exactly where I want it to be, but I do feel like it is moving in that direction. Whereas before, like I said, I didn't realize that there, that those areas I wasn't dealing with were sidelining me. And I was looking at my life thinking I'm doing shit and not doing anything. So, um, yeah. So, so what did I give up most? Stop caring what other people think or stop making up stories in my mind what I think other people think. I stopped taking everything so personally. I stopped making everything a reflection of me. I um, cut out all the addicts. I cut out, and as a result, I cut out my own codependency. Um, I had to deal with the unhealthy relationship that I had formed with my mother, which, um, yeah, my mom is her thing. And I I see that very clearly now, but in terms of all the power I was giving her, she didn't want that. She didn't want that. I was doing that and I had to take that power back. Um, I had to let go of the energetic bullies in my business. Um, I had to stop making everything that happened in my business mean something about me because while I'm reeling about what this must mean, that means I'm not actually showing up in my business. I think that was the other piece I realized is that when I'm lamenting over, oh, that client was so mean. And I, you know, I, those are real feelings. Like I'm not minimizing my experience. It was, were real feelings. But when I'm doing that, then I'm not taking action in a way that leads to 
the financial result I desire. And so once I realized like, oh, why don't you let those clients go so that you have more energizing clients and or relationships that are more energizing and healthy. And then I have more energy to be consistent in, in my business. So there was that. Uh, and I'm not making anybody wrong. No, like I, I, I participated 100% in that dynamic, uh, 100%. And I just accepted it, you know, and then that took me into dealing with some childhood issues. Like why was I okay with that existing? Right. Um, you know, I do think, um, I grew up around a lot of bullies, energetic bullies, a lot of really wounded adults. And so, um, I had to train myself that just because that feels familiar doesn't mean I have to choose it. And so a part of that was starting to believe that another way could exist, like, I did have fantasies about it, but in a real way, I had to say like, oh, there are other types of energetic people in this world who are totally into metaphysics and they don't have that, that toxic strain. And again, I'm not making them wrong because all it did was connect to my wound. So I had to deal with the wound. You know, I had to heal the wound. I had to do a lot of inner child work and so much of what I thought was like the boogeyman in my childhood actually wasn't I had done enough work on that as I was most recently doing some inner child work I realized like there were some things that happened that um, I had been holding on to that I realized like oh I don't feel any of those feelings around that I actually feel feelings around that and those were the more subtle so the big things I had cleaned up but because the there was still a, a feeling there that didn't feel good. I just kept returning to those things, thinking they, I had worked through them, you know, that I hadn't worked through them, but I had actually worked through them. It was some other issues in my childhood that I couldn't see clearly um, until I, I actually went through a workbook. And as I was going through the workbook, psychically, it started to fire and I saw it. And I was like, oh, that. And it wasn't that I hadn't heard that. I had had a therapist tell me right around the time that I was getting really honest with myself about my marriage that to read a book. And I, I had kind of not really read it. And it was dealing with that very <laughs> issue. <laughs> wow. If I had read that book six years ago, um, I would have probably been a different human now. But I'm grateful that um, I was able to look at it, deal with it, heal it, and, and see it for what it was. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, so I think that's everything that I did to work on my vibration, while at the same time doing all my metaphysical stuff. Like I still do my affirmations, I still do my prayers, I write my goals down every single day. Oh, I had to get really honest with the goals. Okay, so this is the last one I'll share, if I'm being really fucking honest. Um, I wanted to produce a really big result around my books last year, and I. Um, you know, I was really focused on manifesting millions, like literally 
probably for three or four hours a day, there'd be millionaire affirmations playing in my house. I would do journalings on uh, my books, making me millions and millions of dollars. And when I say millions, like I had a reason for it all. Like I, I just wanted to buy a place outright in LA. And, um, and even that whole storyline had so much codependency. I was like, I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to have an ADU, which like essentially is a back house. And Matt, my ex-husband could come and live in it. And my, my, you know, my friend at the, my best friends at the time could come and live in it. And, and, uh, then if I have a back house, then, you know, my mom could come live in it. And then my mom, <laughs> fucking told me she'd be like oh yeah when you get married I'll just take over your house and that was like that woke me up and I was like oh shit there's a problem here and, but anyways that was the goal and you know in LA if you're gonna buy a home that size you need you need a couple of million to go along with it and so that was my intention and I had enough books on the market I could see the the math on it and, and I knew what the numbers needed to be and it didn't seem um ridiculous you know um by any means and I worked that goal I invested a lot in ads and I um did a lot on social media and I had I had hired a promotions person and I was doing everything to create that result with the sole intention of buy a house in Los Angeles and puts and have a little money in the bank because pretty much after you buy a house outright in Los Angeles, you know, I'll have, you know, I can put some money away and then pay off my student loans, but you know, that, that that's it. And, you know, keep living my life. And, um, that, that dream did not come into fruition. I do know why now, uh, because I was looking at money to be the savior and then I wouldn't have to deal with all these other things, right? And so, um, and I thought, honestly, letting all these people live with me <laughs> uh, was a way to get love, quite frankly. And uh, these were people who, given their their psychological makeup and their circumstances, they weren't in a position to love, to love me. And I, I thought that, that I, that just meant I had to work harder in those relationships. So it really wasn't about the money and it wasn't even about the books and getting my books in the hands of people who would really enjoy them. It was about still that wounded little girl in me wanting a family, right? And I was just going to turn all these people into my family through my house and letting them live with me. And uh, yeah, that's why fucking spirit didn't, did not participate in that one at all. And I would have kept going. At some way, somehow, I invested quite a bit of money in ads. And every month, for months on end, I, I would always be able to pay my ad bill. And then finally, it hit a point when I couldn't. I was like, oh, and it didn't take me long. Like, it just wasn't there on the due date. Within about a week, I had the the money to pay it. But I was like, what happened? And I think that was the halt where spirit was like, all right, you've engaged that enough. <laughs> you ready to live your real life? Because we hear your prayers and we're trying to help you. And so then um, 
So then this year, uh, I had to look at that goal and say, yeah, I do want my books in the hands of people that are going to enjoy it. Yeah, I want people to read my work. That's what's most important to me. And yeah, I want to get paid for that. And I want to get paid in a world that, pay, in a, that pays my bills. And now that I've cut out all those relationships and dealt with that wounded part of myself seeking love, I really just want stability so I can make more things. And so, and I want a husband. Like, I was like, that's what I want. I just want a husband and I want to make more things and I want to live my life in my house and enjoy being a human. Uh, and so then my, so my whole goals changed. <laughs> I uh, still want to be affluent always. I mean, come on, I grew up in Los Angeles and this is what I know. Um, yes, 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 absolutely. But now it's, I'm not looking at money to to save me. It's just a part of the lifestyle I want to live. And I'm not looking uh, even to get love from a husband. I just, I want, I mean, yes, I will. I'm only available for a loving, lasting relationship that is mutual. Um, but now I'm not looking at it like this will, this will solve everything within me. And I, I don't think anybody's looking at consciously. No, no, like that. Like, but that's essentially what the little girl was saying. It's like, if I can get this, then that'll heal everything inside of me. And now it's not even about like getting a husband. It's like, oh yeah, I, I know that I will magnetize that at the perfect and right time. And I don't even need to focus on it at this point in my life. I need to focus on the things that I'm actually struggling at because I know how to magnetize that. No problem. Um, but I won't be able to magnetize what I want if I don't deal with these areas of my life. Cause I, you know, spirit showed me very clearly <laughs> that the type of husband I want uh, some of the bullshit I've been dealing with, he would look at me and be like, fuck, no, that's way too much work. I like you. You're you're amazing. But mm -mm. and so I was like, yeah, I don't want to deal with it either. <laughs> you know? And so I had to deal with that part of myself that's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with it either. No, it's your life, girl. Deal with it. And so um, that so these are all the ways I worked on my vibration. And then from there, this confidence shows up that I had been. I've forgotten existed in me, you know, I do think when you're, um, you're, I'm going to say this and it's going to, hopefully it's not, uh, doesn't come off as disrespectful, but I do think when you're around addicts and, and all the addicts I knew, they had those tendencies and then, you know, you hit middle age and they get real fucking worse. And, um, so, but there is, um, I had, I had, had somatics and I had, um, one of the people in my social circles had a longstanding, um, eating disorder, eating disorder. And, body dysmorphia and um when you are and obviously i have my own shit in that too from codependency to uh not showing up in my world and um my actual life right um when you are around a lot of that because 
those are such inward focused issues. They're just not available to, to be loving. Right. And, and so that mimicked my childhood. And so, um, it put me on this path of always trying to get love from somewhere. Right. And so I I had to really deal with that and love myself. Right. And so, um, but a part of loving myself was having to let those relationships go because every interaction triggered that part of me. And I had to really start to say to myself, I don't have to live a life where I'm in environments and around people that trigger my wounds. And so, so that was the next level on that. So it's like, yeah, I knew the wound existed. I knew that's the way I approached it. I knew this is what I was around, but I was just kind of accepting that that was the way. And so this is what I call what, what spirit gave to me as, um, as I've been, you know, in my relationship with clients, uh, you have to find a new way to be was the message. I remember when it came forward in the session I was in with the, the client, uh, you've, you've taken on this habit of thinking this is the way it is without even knowing it. And now you, it, it's just routine. It's so routine. You're just locked into it. You just keep doing it that way. You keep doing it that way. You keep doing it that way. And it's because you don't have uh, knowledge and intellectual understanding of a different way. And so I had to find a lot of different ways of being in the world. And that is where I channel my power from now. <laughs> and it's so much more fun. And, uh, and, and I, I spend a lot more time alone. And I don't, I mean, quite frankly, and I say this every time I let something go, I don't miss it. I don't miss it. My life is so much more peaceful and clear and relaxed and um, and fruitful. Like I actually see all of my effort pay off in ways, in ways that, I was praying it would pay off. So, all right, that's a long show. Um, but uh, I, my spirit guides said I had to do it. And I trust them. And so that that is how I work on my vibration. Um, I do all the stuff, but I had to deal with, like, the back end, the real back end. and. Um, and it starts with what just keeps coming to mind is I had to be really, 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 really honest with myself. And that meant I had to be present and in my life and not just living in the vision or the ideal of what I want, but actually looking around and saying, girl, does this actually feel good? And I had to go through every little piece of my life in that way. And it was worth it. I am so grateful for the woman that is on this podcast in this closet 
because I have a big closet right now that I can record in and I don't get a lot of um, extra noise. But I, I am so grateful to be this woman today because I had to deal with all that really, really hard shit this year. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot more fearless. I ran with so much fear that I, I, I wasn't even acknowledging it because I don't have a lot of fear about big things. It was little things that I was having fear about that, but they were big and it was still fear and it was still a vibration. And so I'm a lot more fearless. I'm a lot more confident. Uh, my intuition, uh, while it's always worked well in my business because I trained it to, and I know how to go to the place where I can read. Um, now I can do that more and more in my life very accurately. And, um, I, you know, I, you know, I'm not making up a bunch of stories. So when I do have free time, it's not like I'm sitting there ruminating on that situation that happened. I'm just chilling. I'm watching the game. I'm, you know, or I'm not trying to strategize. Okay, if I move this letter and this lever, I might get to here. No, I'm just, I'm aware of what's going on. I know what I can show up and do. I'm going to do that full out and I'm going to trust that spirit's going to show up and spirit always shows up. And it's never like, Oh my God, are you going to show up this time, God? Because I'm actually living in my truth and I'm living in the vibration of miracles. And so then of course, yes, absolutely. Miracles must show up. Yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> see. So, yeah. yeah. So everything that I say to you on this, sh this show, every show, and if you've worked with me, everything I say to you in session, I'm doing it too. I'm doing it in my own way that makes sense for my life, but I'm doing it too. I'm on the path. It's never where I am. Um, yes, I can stand on my pedestal of like, yes, I do this work and I am an authority in this space, but I'm never standing in a place of judgment or telling you you're wrong or you're, you're, because I'm doing it too. I make all the mistakes and I also don't feel bad about those mistakes anymore. I'm like, okay, what do I need to learn? What do I need to forgive? Is there someone I need to apologize to? How can I make this right? And not from this place of, oh, woe is me. Please give me a pass. Oh, woe is me. Let me off the hook. Like, no, I want to be a human living this life. And I want that hot ass husband who's, who's going to be like, no, girl, <laughs> you're cute. <laughs> you're pretty fabulous. But yo, shit is messed up. I want that guy. <laughs> but it's like, mm. and, and I do know, I do. My spirit guides have showed me so clearly that it's not going to fly. And I, I know why it's not going to fly because it doesn't fly with me. I wouldn't be able to really show up as confident and authentic and true to who I am if I was still dealing with this bullshit. Yeah. So I'm dealing with my shit and it's fun. Uh, it's uncomfortable to start. Yeah, no, you, you know, but then you have so, there's so many tools. Like that's one thing I can say. Uh, it's that everything I went through, every struggle I was having, you know, I, when I was dealing with the stuff with my mom at the beginning of the year and having to really look at that relationship closely. And I remember I was just so frustrated and it wasn't making any sense to me. And I was pulling cards around it and I felt all these feelings. And I just started, I did a, a search, a Google search. And I came up with an article where somebody was talking about that experience. And then that led me to other things. And, and through that, through using 
all the wisdom within me, I was able to transcend it really, really rapidly and manifest a gorgeous result uh, <laughs> right behind it because I'm a good manifester. And, and it came from just being willing to not sit in those feelings, acknowledge them, knowing it and not feeling like it can't change or I don't know how to change it. And why is it like that? And why is she like that? Why is she like that? And, and yes, that's a question. And I had to answer that. And I did get clear about why she's like that, but I didn't have to make it mean like, Oh, what's wrong with my life? What did God give me this life? It's so terrible. No, I just was like, Hey, everybody has their shit. Let's figure my shit out. And the resources show up and it's easy. It is really easy once you step out of, this is not a reflection of me. Yes, I am going through this. I'm acknowledging I'm going through this. I don't want to go through this. I want to feel like this. So spirit, show me how I can get there while dealing with everything and not bypassing anything. And then, yeah, then it gets easy. All right, that's my show. I'm Amy of Intuitive Coaching with Amy. If you're looking for a coach, please consider my services. Uh, IntuitiveCoachingWithAmy.com. Take a look at the Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this. If you listened and I pray it was helpful. Uh, I pray it was helpful. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.